When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome, you filthy animals, to the 29th episode of Blockbuster Mentality. I'm your host, Ben Secord. It is Friday, September 23rd, 2016. With me, as always, is your co-host, Brandon H. If I drank out of the toilet, I might have been killed. <laughs> your facial expressions wanted, want me to say that's Jim Carrey. Is that... Uh, I... I- I tried to go for a Jim Carrey book, okay. but I don't know if it came that, out across. Was that right Ace Ventura? That was Ace Ventura, okay. sir. I just wanted to make sure. I wasn't sure. I, I could tell by your facial expressions, so you, you did well. Man, we got a good show tonight. I'm excited to talk some movies. What do you got on tap for the fans tonight, sir? Oh, ho, 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 a whole lot. Uh, we're going to talk about that Ryan Potter uh, audition tape that came out involving someone named Robin. We're going to talk some Russo Brothers talking about Netflix characters possibly being in the movies, uh, some Dark Tower news, Mad Max, we're going to talk some Jared Leto, new movie he's in, we're going to do a top five list tonight, we'll let you know what that top five will be later on in the show, and we're going to talk about a lot more than that, so sit back, relax, let's talk some movies. And uh, what, I mean, what, what's what's the first thing we should talk about today, Brandon? I mean, what uh, what should we go over uh, well, first? I got my insurance check back today, oh, so yeah. we could talk about no, no. Oh, we'll no, just not stick that. to the yeah. Let's plan. Stick, let's stick to movies. Box office results, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, it was an interesting week for box office. That's for sure. I'll give you the top five as usual. Uh, so coming in at number one, second week in a row is Sully. Tom Hanks, Clint Eastwood, uh, $21.6 million. Number two, we have, in its first week, Blair Witch with $9.5 million. Number three in its first week, Bridget Jones' Baby, $8.5 million. Number four, Snowden, $8 million. And rounding out the top five is Don't Breathe in its fourth week with $5.6 million. What do you think about this week's box office results? I mean, honestly, eh. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing really that... I think we were both wrong on predictions, but... Yeah. I mean, it was Snowden. I thought that was supposed to be like a little dark horse for you know, some Oscar contention, but... Yeah. Not a really big, strong opening weekend for that movie, huh? No, not so much. I mean, $8 million, $40 million budget. I mean, I, I wouldn't count it out for Oscars. I mean, Oscars typically don't really make that much money. Uh, Oscar movies, that is. Um, but yeah, Sully uh, coming in strong in its second week. Uh, you know, it's already surpassed its budget, you know, domestically. It's made $70 million so far on a $60 million budget. Uh, which is nice to see Blair Witch almost doubling its budget domestically with 9.5 million. Um, so, you know, good, good, good week for some of these movies. But yeah, I, I would, I guess I would have thought Snowden would make a little more. 
Um, you know, it's an interesting sh- subject. It's just, yeah, I mean, I, be, I actually was talking about a guy at work about this. It's, you know, are they coming out with these movies too soon? Like, this is such recent history, and yet they're coming out with these these movies, like, right away. Um, I mean, I don't think that affects it really because, I mean, obviously we have Sully coming in number one two weeks in a row. That's recent history, but I don't know. But Snowden, though, I mean, did you see much marketing for it? Not much marketing, but, I mean, I knew – I mean, everybody knows the whole Snowden case, so I just thought just because – I thought it was going to actually be the opposite with recent history. I thought it would pique more interest. Yeah. uh, Just like Sully did. Uh, Well, I was wrong on that. Yeah. Um, no, but you're right. Marketing, I always bring up marketing. I really didn't see too much for um, Snowden. There wasn't yeah. much marketing at all, actually, to be honest with you. I mean, I could probably say I've seen less than 10 commercials for yeah. it, to be honest with you. And it seems like, I mean, obviously they're going to push more when the week the movie comes out. But, yeah, I mean, I, I typically, I basically just saw it, the commercials for it, the, the week it came out. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the box office this week. I mean, it was a tight race there with the top, you know, the three movies that came out. I mean, basically 1.5 million separating number four and number two. So that's interesting to see, but, uh, be yeah, able, we'll, we'll get into this a little more, uh, when we give predict, do you remember what our predictions were last week? Cause I don't know. I just know we're both wrong. Okay. I just don't so. remember the order what we did, right. but I know when I, the results got released, I'm like, wow, we're both wrong. So. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And then uh, Suicide Squad still sticking in there at number seven uh, in its seventh week with $4.7 million. So, I mean, say what you will about that. It made money. So, you know, I'm sure the studio is happy about that. Could it have made more? Probably if uh, DC was doing a little better. But we're not going to get into that right now. All right. So what is our first news story today, Brandon? Well, well this is news that's exciting to me. Um, Ryan Potter. You might know him for the voice of, I think I'm saying this wrong, Hero. No, Hero. Uh, you were, yep. Hero. There you go. And Big Hero 6. I'll be honest with you, I never saw the movie. Did you watch that? <laughs> I, I, it's, it's on at least six times a week at my house. So. Uh, my four-year-old is obsessed with Baymax, um, who obviously is a character in Big Hero 6. So yes, I've, I've seen the movie, Brandon. Was it any good? Yeah, actually. It's, it's a pretty cool movie. And technically, it's a Marvel movie. Um, not even technically. It is a Marvel movie. Uh, it even has Stanley's voice in it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a decent film. I would definitely check it out. Okay. I'll, I'll have to put that on the old watch list, but I'm getting away from the subject here. Uh, Ryan Potter, the man who voice, I should say the young man who voices Hero in Big Hero 6, just threw his hat, his name in the hat for yeah. the role of Tim Drake in Robin. Um, say what you want. I saw the video. He released a video on YouTube. Uh, 58 second video, uh, <laughs> just in three and a half hours of practicing, um, him doing some stunts. Yep. Uh, it has the old Tom Holland release to it where, you know, Tom Holland was doing stunts, flipping, sending videos to Marvel, putting it out there that he wanted to do Spider-Man and long and behold, he got casted. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think? Did you see the video? <laughs> I sure did. Yeah. I watched that thing like six times. Um, yeah, it's, it's great. I mean, it's obviously choreographed nice because he he put it all together so i mean yeah his ability to put you know a choreographed fight scene together is <laughs> pretty pretty uh pretty dang good uh but yeah i mean i totally bought him as uh a robin uh i thought you know he has the right um persona for it he has the right physique everything like that he you know the right age 
Um, I think he's a perfect choice for it. And I mean, granted, you know, he's the only one I've seen, you know, do anything. <laughs> um, you know what I mean? Like yeah. actually yeah. act out scenes of Robin. Um, but yeah, I loved these videos. I mean, what'd you think about the, or video? What'd you think about it? I, I thought it was put together extremely well. I mean, like I said, uh, reminded me so much of the Tom Holland stuff that he was putting out doing flips and everything like that. You know, my next thing that we're going to start getting into this, we've we've already seen Marvel tinkering with races. Right. Obviously, Ryan Potter is an Asian of Asian descent. We know Tim Drake in the comics is white. Was there any issues? You think that would be an issue going forward with DC? Obviously, they're willing to change characters, uh, characters' races in the movies. Any, any issue going forward with that, you think? I, I don't think it should be. I mean... Bottom line is he he is a, a American you know he has an American accent Absolutely. he you know has uh, everything don't know what I'm trying to say here but you 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 know what I'm getting at basically yeah. he's he's an American he and not that the look matters but he, he is uh, I believe I've read in this article he is also half Caucasian too yeah. um, but and he doesn't really look. Uh, <laughs> This sounds bad, but he doesn't look that Asian. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I would hope it wouldn't be an issue at all. I mean, and you know, he, I completely agree with you 100%. But, you know, reading some, I always read down and read what people have to write. And there's a lot of people that really they can't, they can't wrap their head around races being changed. And I, I was reading some negative stuff, which kind of surprised me, yeah. especially for what he put together. <laughs> Obviously, it's a passion project for the kid. I was actually disappointed to read some of the stuff I was reading people were putting on there, but. I mean, I have no problem with it either. I mean, I'm I'm all about changing uh, stuff up and uh, bringing something different to the table. So, no, definitely. And he even said uh, someone interviewed him after you know this video came out. He kind of wanted this came conversation to come up um, about the race um, issue again. I, I, I it doesn't even seem like an issue. Like, what what difference does it make? He is he will he do justice to the character that's all that matters exactly that's all that matters uh he said uh, i have his quote here this was really just to start that dialogue uh obviously speaking about you know the the whole race um subject uh this was really uh just to start that dialogue and it's clearly done so uh in the youtube comments i see time and time again uh quote i don't want to see an asian tim drake Unquote, and other people go, hey, he's also half Caucasian. On the other end of the spectrum, I see people say, oh my god, he looks just like him. We need him as Tim Drake. That's exactly what I, what I wanted to happen. Um, or that he said, that's exactly what I wanted to happen. So he wanted people to have these conversations. Um, because, I mean, it kind of almost does the work for DC, you know, because, I mean, obviously they're going to have those conversations in the boardroom, mm-hmm. you know, what people like, but. They can really well, just view these YouTube comments to see what people think, majority of people think, because, I mean, I'm sure it has, I, I'm not, I didn't see the view count, but I'm sure it has upwards of a million at least. Um, and then he also said uh, he continued to bolster the case for DC Comics to branch out in their casting practices with the following praise for their major competitor. Uh, he said, Marvel has done a really amazing job lately of adding a lot more diversity to their universe. One thing I noticed about the DC universe is uh, it's very one note at the moment in terms of age and diversity. I thought it would uh, be absolutely amazing to see an Asian American faced in that cast. 
So, I mean, obviously he wanted this subject to come out up. It has. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, I, but yeah, I, I really hope they don't, um, you know, take that I, I, into, uh, you know, don't make that a factor in their casting choice. It, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I love at the end of the video where he looks at the camera and says, I think it's along these lines, every, every Batman needs a Robin. And he says something like, what do you think about that, Ben? Yeah. And I was like, yeah. oh, okay, kid. Obviously like referring it. to Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck. Yep, who's going to be directing the Batman film. Uh, I mean, obviously there's been no confirmation of whether there's going to be a Robin uh, in Batman. Um, if it's just part of his past. I mean, we obviously know it's part of his past, but is it going to stay part of his past? Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it'll it'll be interesting to see what, uh, what happens with this. I mean... Seeing this video, yeah, yeah, I think he did great. I think he would be a great choice. But hey, there might be better Better people. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, we haven't obviously. This is the only thing we've seen, and only audition uh, we've seen of Robin. So, you know, there could be better people out there, but definitely, I think he should be a strong consideration at this point. Um, I've never seen him in anything else. Only heard his voice in Big Hero Six, but so far, I like what I see. But uh, you got any other thoughts on that? No, I think that pretty much summed that up. Yes, sir. What uh, What's our next story? Well, we finally have some confirmation there is talk amongst Marvel movie and TV. Um, looks like the Russo brothers are, or at least they're considering bringing the Defenders up for the Avengers Infinity Wars. For those that are not familiar with the Netflix series, The Defenders hasn't even came out yet, but it's going to be primary. Can primary? It's going to consist of uh, the four solo series, which is Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, which is coming out next week, and that's Iron next Fist, week. Next week, Luke oh. Cage. So yes. eventually, those four are going to team up, a la Avengers, and uh, it's going to be handled that way. Well, the Russo brothers were actually asked. Um, who asked them? I had it. The Toronto Sun. They were being interviewed by them. Okay. They were asked, what are the chances of Netflix superheroes making an appearance? Now, up to this point, I mean, it's pretty much been thought that that was going to be non-existent. No chance. Absolutely not. Right. We always hear the rumors of Marvel TV and movies butting heads. Well, according to Anthony Russo, he said, we do consider everyone. We don't want to get too specific about what's going to happen with the movies. We want these movies to be a surprise for the audiences. Um, this is actually the first acknowledgement from anybody, pretty much Marvel, that there's a chance we could see them uh, be brought up. And, I mean, it goes on to bring out the point, um, almost like Ant-Man. They said they said what they wanted to do was keep the characters almost like they did with Civil War, um, with different people brought up. Obviously, Ant-Man's one of those characters. Not super much screen time, but his right. role was vital, and it made a big impact in the movie. So, A, I mean, a giant impact, I would say. <laughs> so, uh, do you think, now that, I mean, up to this point, I was hopeful thinking I had it like a 20% chance. Now I'm starting to feel a little bit better about this. What do you think, if you had to throw a chance number out there, how much time would you say they would have, if any? Oh, and go, and go ahead. Uh, so, pers- I mean, how much time I would think they have in the the movie? Um, 
That I don't know. I mean, I can give you a percent chance of if I actually think they'll be in the movie. I think at this point, before this this came out, I'd probably say there's about a 15-20% chance that they're actually be in the movie. After this quote, I'm I'm going to bump it up to about 40-45% chance that they're going to be in the movie. They I I'd say them being mentioned in the movie would be 60-70%. Um if they're in the movie, how much time do I think they'll get? Uh, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, because it's it's yes, they've said it's two separate movies, but basically, it's it's one big movie split into two. Um, I don't. I I honestly don't have a good guess of how much the, they'd actually be in the movie. But I I like what they've said. Um, I think it's great. I just hope they're not just saying it just to you know make us happy. But make us happy but then again why why would they do that at all if they say this why and then it doesn't happen you know look at the backlash that all that they'll get you know once yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah so I, I don't think that now that i'm talking about it i don't think that'll be something that they just say obviously it seems like something that's under serious consideration so i really hope that's the case because i'd love to see um them part of this movie i'd love to see this because I'm very familiar with the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, which is, is which this is kind of based off of, which we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but uh, the more characters, the better for this storyline. So, yes, please. But at the same time, I'm still fine with them just having Netflix being their kind of own smaller universe and the big Marvel movies, you know, having their universe. What do you, what do you think? Well... You know, now that I just thought about that question, what a crappy question I just asked you. How much screen time do they get? Uh, that's a dumb question because how the heck would we even know? Um, yeah, as, as soon as I asked that and you started answering, I'm like, yeah, what a dumb question. <laughs> no. Um, no, the percentage chance is a lot better. That's that makes more sense. I'm I'm kind of I, I I'm pretty much with you. I think them being mentioned. Definitely is going to happen no matter what. They'll yeah. somehow get mentioned. This will be the first time they actually recognize any of the TV stuff. I think some, somehow they'll get mentioned if they're not in it. To be physically in the movie, at least one or two of the characters, I'll go a little bit higher. I'll say f- 60%. Okay. I think, yeah. I think to be mentioned 100%. Right. Somehow they'll get mentioned or brought up. But um, super excited, though, man. I mean, obviously, movies make more money. But I'll tell you what. I think... The TV series has more of a a following. You get to fall in love with the characters more. It's 13 episodes, 13 hours. You right. build. Obviously, you're going to have, hands down, villain-wise, TV series, every villain that's come out on the TV series has been amazing. Yep. Great character. I'm looking forward to Cottonmouth, which is the main villain for Luke yep. Cage. Um, I mean, the only one that really compares um, movie-wise, Loki, I can say that I actually was... Yeah. And 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 that's that's about the only character uh, villain was I could say I was like okay yeah. I, other than that it's been mediocre at best for the characters they bring villain wise up um, yeah I mean obviously I mean if you count Winter Soldier as a villain, well Winter Soldier in, in yeah I guess I didn't really think about that since he's a hero now yeah. but Winter Soldier and Loki were the only two that I can honestly say I even really cared anything about yeah and then plus uh, I mean. Uh, Cottonmouth is being played by uh, Maher. Uh, what's his name? I just had it. Um, uh, Maher Shala Ali. 
I hope I'm pronouncing that right. We talked about him in uh, Oscar talks last week. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I can't wait for that villain. But yeah, like you said, I mean, Marvel villains have been very uh, <laughs> subpar. You know, very lackluster. Even you know, Civil War definitely in my top five. You know, MCU movies so far. There was really no villain other than Baron Zemo, but he wasn't really a villain. There was never really a threat to 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 them. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I love these comments. I hope you know they're they're at least in it. You know, at least at the beginning, because I mean Thanos, they're they're street level. They they take care of street level crime. You know what what are they going to do against Thanos? Um, but uh, but yeah, like I like the hope we're getting. But uh, but yeah, and along those same lines, we have some more uh, Infinity Wars, which is uh, Avengers three. It looks like we got some uh, plot details coming out, Ooh. which I'm excited about. Like I said, I'm I you know I love the Infinity Gauntlet storyline, which is um, basically where Thanos you know got his reputation. Um, the Infinity Gauntlet is where obviously he keeps all of the Infinity Stones. Um, so, uh, according to a uh, rumor from LRM, Avengers Infinity War will see the Mad Titan Thanos trying to impress the personification of death uh, by collecting all the Infinity Stones and wiping out half of the universe in order to give her enough souls to gain her affection. Okay. Um, basically, he's in love with death uh, in the in the storyline of the Infinity Gauntlet. She's like, you know, death is basically a hu- human form. Uh like like this article brought out personification. Um, let's see here. Give her enough souls to gain her affection. A task that is said to be more difficult for Thanos than we might have expected. Uh, the site also adds that the film will loosely uh, be loosely based on the Jim Starlin comic, The Infinity Gauntlet, uh, and that Death herself will obviously be introduced in the film. Uh, They can neither confirm or deny that uh, Kate Blanchett's Hela will portray Death in the film, but that's uh, the popular theory that uh, Kate Blanchett will be Death. So, uh, after hearing some of the possible plot details, I mean, does this give you more... Uh, I mean, what does this give you? I mean, what does what does this say to you? Well, I mean, you you read the Infinity Gauntlet more. I mean, more recent than I did. I haven't read that series in a long, long time. Um, then, but what I do remember about it was it was epic that that whole comic arc. Yep. Um, I mean, this is like like I like we've talked about numerous times. This groundwork's been set since Avengers when they first introduced Man. Thanos, and then the line was. To fight them would be to court death, and that's yep. when Thanos smiled at the TV or at the the camera. Right. Um, I mean, if they can pull this off, this I don't know. This yeah. could be just absolutely epic. Um, what do you remember more about? Do you remember a lot of the, on that storyline? What happened? Or yeah, I mean, it's basically. I mean, what what this article just said about uh, basically death. Uh, which is uh, a woman in the in the comics that basically tells Thanos that there's, you know, the the death in life is unbalanced right now. You know, there's too much life, so we need to we need to balance everything out. So he he then obtains the Infinity Stones, which obviously have all this power. If you're familiar with all the Marvel movies, um, and then he 
he basically, like the the article says, he wipes out half the universe, and half the universe does include some uh, quite a bit of comic book characters, you know, uh, superheroes. Um, so I mean, all his main goal is just to make make her happy. That's why that's why he's done this. That's his motivation in in uh, in the Infinity Gauntlet. So I mean, he. he that's got to be the mo- motivation in this movie. I mean, especially because, like you said, in uh, Avengers 1 at the uh, mid-credits, to court them is to court death, and he smiles at the camera. That's That laid out his motivation right there. So, I mean, she's she's definitely going to be in the movie. Um, whether it's going to be Kate Blanchett or not, I mean, because uh, she plays Hela in... Yeah, she'll be in Thor 3. So, Hela's a totally... She's a, she's a different character, yeah, but they're not... So. I mean, because obviously they vary from storyline. She's Hela is absolutely a different character than Death in the comics. Mm-hmm. But to save money, which I don't know why you would have to save money if you're Disney, right. but <laughs> to save money and it's a big actress. I mean, you could you could do dual roles out of that. So well, and it's a good way to combine them. I mean, obviously you got to connect all these movies, and it, it, I'm sure it gets tough at some point. So why not you know combine some characters too, mm-hmm. um, make things easier on yourself. Again, it's uh, obviously it hasn't been 100 percent accurate to the comics. You know, yeah, absolutely. The, the eight years we've been in this universe, um, but uh, but yeah, I really hope Death is involved. Um, if you if you haven't if you're just getting into comics or you want to get into comics, I won't I almost want to say start with Infinity Gauntlet because that'll get you hooked because that storyline just from the first issue will just I don't know it just did something for me and it just it disappoints me that you know Marvel studios owned by disney doesn't have the rights to all the characters exactly like especially silver surfer because he's he's one of the most important characters in the whole infinity gauntlet storyline you know he's kind of what drives everything you know he's he's what discovered what's happening and then tells all the other superheroes Uh, if only there's a secret backdoor deal going on like there was with spider-man i know hey maybe there is maybe there is uh we'll we'll see um and speaking of which my my cousin which we're gonna try to have on the show soon he's been an extra in in the dark knight and other movies but the dark knight um he just posted on facebook something about uh you know if MCU does obtain the rights to to uh you know fantastic for who he would cast uh, as each character, he had Taron Egerton as Human Torch, which I I thought it was a great choice. Mm-hmm. Um, he uh, this was interesting. He had because uh, he wanted them to fit in with the Homecoming cast, uh, and you know fit well 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 with them. So he was going with younger and you know kind of more comedy uh, side. He went Steve Carell uh, for uh, Mister Fantastic, uh. Elizabeth Banks for Invisible Woman, and he they he said he wasn't decided on the thing yet. Um. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was interesting. I, I agree with Taron Egerton, yeah. but I just think no for the other two. I do like yeah. Elizabeth Banks. Oh, she's smoking. But uh, I mean, based on his uh, reasoning and why why he wanted that, I, I actually I went more with Jason Bateman than uh, Steve Carell. If you were going to go with someone with more comedy, um, and then I went with Olivia Wilde for Invisible Woman hmm. instead of uh, Elizabeth Banks, hmm. but. 
that was hmm. me. But yeah, I stick with Taron Egr- Egerton <laughs> oh for, uh, yeah. for uh, Human Torch. That well, seems I'd like cast Olivia Wilde and Elizabeth Banks for all the roles. <laughs> I bet you would. Um, but anyways, that was a side point. But, and, uh, you know, speaking of side point, wow, Benjamin, I'm proud of you for bringing up some female actresses. Thank you, sir. Proud of you. Oh, Very proud of you. I don't know when we're going to get I don't know if that. we can ever get past it. What's our next news story, Brandon? Well, <clears throat> feminist. But, hey. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm a feminist. Thank you. I think you meant something yeah, else. Yeah, that's <laughs> not what I meant. No, I meant the opposite uh, yes, of that. Yes, I'm whatever a feminist. No, I'm whatever a feminist. The whatever whatever the opposite is, but. I'm not a sexist, if that's what you that's meant. That's what I was looking for, I think. <laughs> oh, look at Le- oh, LeGarrette Blunt. He's going. He's going. Oh, God. I don't know why I'm cheering because I'm playing against him. Hey guys, we record the show on Thursday night, so we got Thursday Thursday night football on in the background, and I'm playing against uh, Legarrette Blunt and my fantasy team. Anyways, what's our next news uh, story for for movies? Well, um, big big news: um, Dark Tower TV series. Oh, well, we obviously know there's a Dark Tower movie uh, that's coming out. We've talked about it numerous times. Idris Elba's been casted. You got Matthew McConaughey being casted uh, as the, the main hero and villains of the movie. Well, uh, it's it's come out that Entertainment Weekly now confirms a TV series that's going to work hand in hand with the movies uh, is trying to be set to premiere in 2018. It goes on to say they're making a full run of 10 to 13 episodes, which hopefully will begin in 2017. Um, Elba has signed on to appear on the TV series along with Tom Taylor, who's going to be playing Jake Chambers in the movie. Uh, no word on Matthew McConaughey because, as we know, his character, uh, the Man in Black, uh, he changes forms throughout the comics, so you don't necessarily have to have him. Which it might, you know, I was about to say Matthew McConaughey might be too big for that, but then he was in True Detective, so yeah, nothing's out of the realm for that. But True. um. What do you think? This is an interesting take. I mean, it's almost pulling a page almost out of Marvel to a degree. You're having a TV series that actually you watch the movie, you're going to see things, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, hand in hand with each other and uh, building off each other. Right. You think that's a smart thing? You think, especially when the movie hasn't even come out yet, so we don't even know how big of a of success is going to be at the box office. So well, first of all, what what did I'm sorry? Did it say you, the network it would be on? No, they're looking for um, I believe a cable or online streaming okay. service because of the mature um, right. level. Of the, yeah, the that movie. makes sense. So probably like a Showtime, HBO, Netflix, something like that. I mean, it's just hard to say because I mean the movie hasn't even come out yet. We don't know how the movie's going to do. Um, I know they're filming. I think we obviously reported it. Um, earlier on this year, uh, th- I want to say it comes out early next year, February, I the January. I the yeah, I-, I think it comes out early next year. Um, I mean, it-, it goes to show you the the confidence they might have in in the whole uh, story, which is cool. Um, you would think they would expand expand more on the movies because uh, I mean, obviously, Dark Tower is you know such a lengthy book series, and it's go ahead. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's cool that Idris Elba has agreed to it. At first, I thought that he would actually star in it uh, from, before, but uh, but yeah, obviously not. He's uh, he's just going to appear in it, which is cool. You know that he would make an appearance. That would be cool if Matthew McConaughey would make an appearance. But we don't know what's going to happen to his character after the movie. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say the piggyback on what you're saying. Um, the Dark Tower is actually the conclusion of the the storyline. 
What okay. the show's trying to pick up is it's called Wizard in the Glass, which is actually exploring him in his early years growing up. So obviously they'd probably cast a younger actor to portray him. Uh, um, okay. But Idris Elba, obviously, when they have flashbacks or whatever, he would be him. Well, I mean, would it be flashbacks if it's a young I mean, actor? Or, or like, kind of like just showing... Well, maybe him having a flashback, but then it'll be the whole entire episode would be oh, him yeah, as a kid. True. Yeah. Or something along those lines. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but... Yeah. The, the storyline is prequel. This is actually a prequel to the the Dark Tower, the TV series will be, so... Right. Yeah, I mean, it kind of makes me more excited for Dark Tower. I mean, because obviously they have enough confidence in it to make a TV store, a series out of it. They have enough story... Uh, to even make this, uh, you know, to even be speaking about this right now. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm down for it. Uh, I don't know what, what they're going to do with it. I mean, I never read, obviously, the Stephen King books that these are, uh, I'm familiar with the story just from what I've read on, on the internet. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. I mean, Idris Elba, he's a, he's a powerhouse at this point. I mean, like you said, Matthew McConaughey seems too big for the show, but I mean, Idris Elba at this point, he's, he's, you know, pretty big too. So, but, uh, but we'll see what, what happens. Anything else on that? No, man. Just like, hey, well, wait and see. I just want, I'm waiting for the movie before anything else. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, our next news story uh, involves a little movie called Mad Max. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm, indeed. That's for sure. And it, not, you know, the Mad Max franchise, but actually the character of uh, Furiosa who's played by uh, Charlize Theron and obviously the last year's Mad Max Fury Road. Um, so this article brings out that uh, according to a rumor, um, the one-armed heroine might be getting her own movie sooner than expected. Um, obviously take this with a huge grain of salt, uh, but Australian newspaper Herald Sun uh, is reporting that a prequel to Fury Road is in the works and could begin production as early as the end of the year. Uh, the site claims the untitled Mad Max film from Miller uh, will star Th- uh, Theron in a Furiosa backstory, which will be filmed in and around Broken Hill, a studio in South Wales, sometime this year or early 2017. Um, you know, which, which sounds great. Uh, but, uh, it also brings up that, uh, we know that Miller plans to make more Mad Max films. Uh, he, but he's repeatedly said he wants to make a smaller film first before returning to the Wasteland franchise. Uh, he said he still has two Mad Max stories in him. And years ago, before Fury Road was released, the director spoke about a Furiosa led film. Uh, that was reportedly going to be titled Mad Max Furiosa, but recently Miller revealed the title for the next sequel would be Mad Max The Wasteland. But, um, but hmm. yeah, you, you you never know. But I mean, I mean, what would you think about a Furiosa backstory, a, a, a prequel, uh, if you will? <sighs> yeah, it, I. I uh, well, if I'm gonna be honest, I don't really have that much interest in the backstory to okay. be honest with you. Uh loved Mad Max though. I mean I loved yeah. her in Mad Max but I I don't know. I just I don't know if I would Yeah, I I I, I a backstory, I, I don't know if I really care. To I be mean, honest with you. Like she for what she was in the movie was awesome. Like I said, that movie was awesome to me, amazing, great visuals. Obviously that oh the visuals on that were stuff, uh, but know. 
I don't know for her to carry a whole movie. I don't know. I, don't I, I mean, I I think it could work. Uh, you know, she she was you know one of the highlights for me. Yeah, I mean, Tom, yeah. Tom Hardy was good in it, but it just seemed like he you know he didn't really Very do much. much. Yeah, exactly. You you know, but and then Furiosa shows up. She kind of gave the the story life. You know, she 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 gave the story what it needed. You know, how did she lose her arm? Why is she with those chicks? Why you know why is she where she is? I think I think a backstory would do great, but. You know, they could obviously do that in the Mad Max sequel. They could still, you know, do flashback scenes and, you know, show where she came from while she's doing the next thing with uh, Tom Hardy slash Mad Max. Um, I mean, but, I mean, that goes to my, you know, me thinking that maybe Mad Max and Furiosa, why would they meet up again? You know, they kind of split ways at the at the end there. You know, you would have to have a reason for them to meet up again. Maybe her backstory has something to do with where he's going next. Um, so that go- leads me to believe that maybe her story will just be in the next sequel. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm intrigued by it. I would I would love to know her backstory again. How did she lose her arm? Why Why is she where she is? So that's that was my thoughts on it. Uh, anyways, but. Uh, you don't seem as no backstory. Yes, full movie for her backstory. No, yeah, that yeah, that's the thing too. Yeah, I mean a full movie. Yeah, I, 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 I can't totally buy that, but I, I think it could work, and it doesn't necessarily have to be uh, directed by uh, by Miller. Um, but obviously, it's his franchise. He would have to sign off on someone else directing it, but. But we'll 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 see. We'll keep you guys updated on that. I think it's. I just thought it was an intriguing uh, concept and uh, intriguing thing to to discuss. That's for sure. I, yeah, absolutely. And <laughs> no, I mean, I'm just thinking. I'm like, I'm trying to think of a, something positive for her to get a whole full movie. But I'm just, yeah. for me personally, I just I don't I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but uh, maybe because I'm also staring at this Moe's thing on the top of the page right there welcome to mo's oh oh yes please i'm starving right now um so yeah let's get some mo's and then we'll uh we'll be right back with you guys um all right we're back and uh this mo's is delicious man i tell you is this like hook where we're pretending to eat the food yes if you're imagining (laughs) the food it's there (laughs) exactly all right so what is our next story Uh, it is me it is me i'm gonna bring up our next story just wanted to bring up this story, you know, just briefly more than anything. Don't have to get too much into it because I don't know. I don't really know much about the the actual person he's playing, but Jared Leto. Okay. Okay. AKA the Joker, <laughs> Mr. J. Yes, Mr. J. Mr. 30 Seconds Guy, of Mars. Yeah, Mr. Guy from Fight Club who gets the crap beat out of him. Guy from um, Panic Room with braids. Yeah, exactly. Guy from that other movie with Nicolas Cage. Yes, yeah. Guy, guy from, from My So-Called Life. Guy from Alexander. All right, all right so let's just go ahead. All right, so this is uh, the segment where we just uh, list um, Jared Leto's uh, filmography. Uh, so just uh, continue listening as we uh, just go through his movies. Uh, and then there's Guy from um, uh, that that other movie. Character voice on But Doug. soon we will be saying Guy from Warhol. Because Jared Leto will be 
teaming up with Terrence Winter, uh, the screenwriter for um, Wolf of Wall Street, uh, be teaming, teaming up with him to tackle the life of Andy Warhol, the famed pop artist whose blend of art and uh, commerce made him a household name. Uh, Leto will portray the artist uh, in the biopic titled Warhol, uh, as well as produce it. Um, he's going to produce it with uh, Michael DeLuca, whose uh, producer credits include Oscar-winning and nominated True Life Tales, uh, such as The Social Network and Captain Phillips. Um, winner, uh, Terrence Winter, obviously, uh, he also created uh, Boardwalk Empire and wrote, uh, like I said, The Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, he's going to write the script, which is it's just cool. I mean, Wolf of Wall Street, great okay. script, uh, great uh, tale of someone's life. Obviously, this uh, this falls in line. But, I mean, what I've read about uh, Andy Warhol in the past, he's very eccentric. eccentric. I totally uh, screwed up that word. He's very eccentric, uh, um, very flamboyant, very uh, strange. I think that fits uh, Jared Leto very well. I think Jared Leto will will be a great fit for this role. If you're if you are gonna write this movie anyways, I think Jared Leto is almost a perfect fit for it. I think he's he's actually gonna become Andy Warhol. Um, you know, he's he's totally method. You know, as, we, as we've heard from his previous uh, um, projects uh, with Joker and obviously Dallas Buyers Club. Things like that. I mean, what do you what do you think of this uh, casting choice? Well, uh, like I said, I don't know too much about the actor. Um, one of his paintings sold four hundred five million dollars in nineteen sixty three. Um, yeah, he, yeah, he, he did he, that he, uh, famous Campbell's painting with all the the thirty two soup cans or whatever, um, and uh, various other works. Uh, look them up. You'll you'll no, but like you said, method acting. Fits right up this this movie probably fits right up his his uh, yeah. his his box his cup of tea yeah so I think Jared Leto will smash it whatever he decides to do so exactly I mean he he, he seems like he knocks everything out of the park he does it just he took such a break from acting and then he came back for Dale Spires Club won the Oscar and now it seems like he's signing on for so many movies now um, obviously you have Joker uh, Andy Warhol now there was another one too I can't think over right off the top of my head but yeah he's he's obviously all into acting now he's seems wonder like he's almost his, phasing out of the rock star wonder life what, wonder what his band thinks about that yeah uh that's that's an interesting <laughs> interesting thought that's for sure um but uh but yeah just wanted to bring that up here uh because you know he's a big name actor wanted to bring up the the big story of what his next pro next project will be um also wanted to talk about uh, the trailer for The Passengers, uh, which stars obviously Chris Pratt and uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Did you happen to get to check that uh, trailer out? Jennifer who? Jennifer Lawrence. Wasn't she on A Living Colors? Okay. Yeah, she was in Living Colors. <laughs> oh, that's Jennifer Lopez. Lopez. That's there a joke, go. people. Yeah, LOL. we all know who Jennifer Lawrence Jennifer is. Lawrence, she was in... The Hunger Games and Silver Linings And Hunger Playbook. Games Part 2. Ooh, good one. She was also in American Hustle. And Hunger Games Part 3. Oh, yeah. I forgot she was in that. Wow. Good one. And Hunger Games Part 4. Uh, 
But uh, but yeah, this this is obviously uh, one that could generate some Oscar buzz, uh, maybe for best picture, at least for special effects. I'm sure. Um, passengers, uh, just real quick, give you a synopsis: a spacecraft traveling uh, to a distant colony planet and transporting thousands of people has a malfunction in its sleep chambers. As a result, two passengers are awakened 90 years later. Um, I gave you the two lead actors in this movie. I wonder who the two passengers are awakened. But anyways, the trailer came out for it, uh, which everyone's been anticipating. What uh, what did you think? uh, What were your initial reactions to the trailer? Initial reactions to the trailer were, (laughs) looks like it's going to be a good movie. Um, Like you said, visually, awesome. Obviously, it's (laughs) in space. Um, The concept of the movie... Uh, I, I, this one kind of intrigued me. That's that's, and then the trailer. Um, obviously, like at the end of the trailer, Chris Pratt's premises. Actually, I kind of know why we woke up early, or at least he's hinting that he knows why. Yeah. Um, it's. It, I don't know. I don't know what, what to really expect. I mean, I, I think it's gonna be a great movie. I just don't yeah. know where it's going. What's gonna be while they're they're woken up, or if this is. I don't yeah. know. No, it kind of has like the whole interstellar feel to it to me. Yeah. No, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, I I love the concept. It's almost uh, <laughs> uh, Rocket Man-ish uh, with uh, Harlan Williams, you know, that uh, 90s movie. Um, uh, definitely a lot like that where they, you know, awaken too early and they're just, uh, they're spending time all by themselves trying to trying to pass the time. Um, Yep. Oh, I should have had the music cued for that, but uh, but that probably would have been copyright issues. So it's good that you sang it because that that was just your voice. Um, but yeah, I love the concept of this. Chris Pratt, he can do no wrong to me lately uh, or ever. <laughs> Everything I see ever? him in, uh, yeah, I, I I can't name one one thing that uh, I didn't like of his. Um, but uh, but yeah, love love the concept. I even loved uh, uh, Sheen. I, I'm always prepared, folks, as you can tell. Uh, Michael Sheen, uh, his little, uh, he's going to have a performance in it. Seems like more of the comedy uh, relief. Comedy relief with a Chris Pratt movie as uh, uh, Chris Pratt as the lead. It's, it sounds weird, but yeah, Michael Sheen, he's the, he's the uh, you know, uh, artificial intelligence uh, robot bartender, uh, if you will. He... He seems like he's going to add a lot to the movie, which is good. Um, loved that uh, at the end, you know, the little seems like there's going to be some sort of twist with Chris Pratt saying something along the lines of, you know, I know, you know, we were stopped for a reason, you know, this is why. So there's definitely going to be some sort of twist, which is cool. The only thing I'm concerned about is their chemistry. Uh, didn't, I don't know, I didn't really get you much know, chemistry. Know. Yeah, I. It almost seems like they were just, you know, they're arguably, arguably the two biggest actors right now. I mean, he's the biggest actor. She's the biggest actress. Um, just almost seems like they're maybe forcing them into a movie. Uh, again, I'm just nitpicking here. But uh, but didn't totally buy their chemistry just in this trailer. They obviously could totally have it in the movie, which I think they will. But, uh, but yeah, if that's one concern I have, it's that. But, yeah, I thought this trailer was great. Definitely think you guys should check it out. Like you said, Interstellar uh, definitely came to mind when watching it. Um, but, yeah, it looks like the the effects are going to be great. Um, you even have uh, 
Andy Garcia in it, uh, who, who looks like he's going to be on Earth. Um, and also um, Lawrence Fishburne uh, is in it as well. Uh, but yeah, it's mostly going to be just a movie with Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. So AKA, know, can't complain there. A.K.A. Sandra Bullock, George Clooney. Yeah, yeah, Gravity. Whatever that, whatever that movie was called, yep. Gravity. Gravity. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, but I'm just hallucinating in my pod. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that is how I would define uh, Gravity, that's for sure. I don't know where I got Andy Garcia from. He's he's not in this movie. Sorry about that, folks. But uh, Lawrence Fishburne's in it, so I was right about that. So that's pretty cool, you know? What about Emilio Estevez? Uh, Emilio Estevez, uh, he had to drop out. Yeah, he dropped out due to scheduling conflicts. He uh, he had to uh, coach a, a hockey team uh, that the week he was going to film. So, mm. um, humbug. I know it is uh, it is unfortunate, but uh, hey, at least we got Lawrence Fishburne in it. Um, all right, folks. Well, next up is. Let's do, uh, should we do Cutting Room Floor? Do you want to get into our uh, little top five list? Let's get into our top five because I can make Cutting Room Floor super, super, yeah. super cut. And then real quick for far, far and away news, like I said, our new Star Wars segment that we're going to do uh, real quick. Uh, Lopito Nuango, I said last week, she said she hadn't filmed her scenes yet. <laughs> Ten days later, she says, oh, I filmed my scenes now. What? What's that about? So was she not supposed to say she hadn't filmed her scenes yet or I mean did she film her scenes that quickly wouldn't she have said that in her first interview I I am lost at this point I mean do you think Disney told her to go ahead and say that I I mean honestly uh she's been known for slipping up a lot like she slipped up on the Marvel on some Marvel news before and she had to kind of backtrack and do that nonsense, but um, she's been known to kind of slip up and yeah. drop, the, drop the thing she's not supposed to drop. So, uh, yeah, it's possible they should go back and do something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then one one more Star Wars news thing. Um, it's been you know Disney execs, uh, obviously Bob, Bob Iger, CEO of uh, Disney. Um, they 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 don't expect Rogue One to do as good as Force Awakens, uh, which is understandable. Um, he quote uh, quote he says uh, we never felt it would do the level that uh, Force Awakens did. The level of interest in Rogue One is uh, as high as it was for Force Awakens, um, but. He calls it an experiment of sorts, uh, Rogue One, that is. Uh, he said it's really interesting in terms of Star Wars storytelling. Star Wars has only been told as a saga, and this is a moment in time we love what we've seen. Um, so, that is some interesting stuff there. Definitely, um, definitely so. I mean, it makes sense, though. I mean, it is an experiment. It's the first film that came out. Um, but he did also confirm, uh, he said he had a meeting with Kathy Kennedy, Obviously, uh, the you know Lucasfilm uh, president. I want to say. Uh, I hope that's the right term. Um, he said uh, with Kathy Kennedy, and we mapped out. Uh, well, we reviewed the Star Wars plans that we have till 2020. We have movies in development for Star Wars till then, and we started talking about what we're going to do in 2021 and beyond. So. Um, so yeah, they have things planned out till 2020. Obviously we already know what most of those are. Rogue one, 2016, 
2017 is episode eight, 2018 Han Solo. So that just leaves two, two more. I mean, obviously 2019, I would assume would be episode nine, 2020 be another anthology film. Um, so any, any reactions to his comments? No, because it almost ties hand in hand with the story I get later on. But yes, they they had a huge press. Are we saying press conference release? But yes, yeah. Because obviously Disney owns Marvel and Star Star Wars, which just the rich getting richer. But hey, <laughs> love it. No, but I'm what happy. Exciting do? news. That's exciting to hear, though. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, we're gonna have a Star Wars movie every year until at least 2020. And I'm sure beyond. Absolutely. There's no <laughs> way they're going to not make movies. Exactly. But hey, I'm very interested to see what uh, the next anthology movie will be. And then on top of that, what's episode eight going to be called? We need to know already. I want to know that before. Revenge of Yoda. <laughs> hey, you never know. I mean, Star Wars 8, back to Dagobah. <laughs> that, that could work. It could work. We'll see. We'll let you guys know if it has anything to do with Yoda. All right. So um, we're going to do our top five now. You want to go ahead and do that? I'm sorry. Did you say earlier cutting the floor no, first? No, well, because I can wrap that real quick. But no, we'll do top five. And I'm just going to go ahead and put a little uh, little note uh, out there. Uh, I can't say this is my real top five because yeah. there's just too many. Go ahead and tell me what the subject is. This was almost mind-boggling, and I can't hit every character, and I just literally... So let me get to my funny. Let me do some. Well, yeah. the, the well not is. even not even top five, but just. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna do top our top five movie characters of all time. Basically, our favorite five movie characters of all time. To narrow it down to five is really the hard part. Um, I don't even think I could even. Yeah. I mean, I have like top fifty and. My top five are not even might might even be my top five. Like that could change on how I feel per day. Yeah, exactly. So, with that, so yeah, we're, we're gonna, top five. We're going to do it once a month, just like with other things we do once a month, our uh, movie of the month, top five, and then trivia, things like that. All right, Brandon, why don't you go first? Why don't you tell us oh your favorite movie characters God. of all time? Characters. doesn't have to be performances, just your I favorite know, characters. I know, and it's not even doing this justice. People are going to literally scratch their head and say, why? Well, like I said, no particular order. Might even be my top five tomorrow. Um, this is just so much stuff. Darth Vader, you got yeah, him. Absolutely. Okay. Got to throw Forrest Gump on there. Oh, nice. My, I would like to ask you a few. Ace Ventura, you know, just for yeah, there you funniness. Uh, as, I mean, just as in a character itself. Um, Indiana Jones, can never go wrong there. And then the Joker from Dark Knight. Um, just Absolutely. for just for honorable mention, which the, I could keep going on and on with honorable mentions. But I, I said James Bond, various actors for that role. Batman, various actors. Han Solo, uh, Hannibal Lecter, and Rocky. Those were just just a scratch of the surface. There's so many more characters, and this is really probably not even doing any of these uh, characters justice. So yeah. yeah, it's tough. That's for sure. No, I I like your list. Um, a lot of them I have as well. Um, uh, all right, I'm going to try to narrow it down to top five. I'm going to give you some honorable mentions first. Um, my honorable mentions. I'm going to start with McLovin. Oh, yeah. McLovin, super bad. 
Can't Gotta love there. him. Yep. I'm also going to say Tony Stark. Okay. Uh, Robert See? Downey Jr. God, Tony so Stark. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's so many iconic characters anymore. Um, I'm going to go... Uh, I'm trying to decipher whether, whether I want to do honorable mentions, but uh, I'm going to go... This is definitely an honorable mention, but Napoleon Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go Bob Wiley, Bill Murray's character in uh, What About Bob. Okay. Can't can't leave him out, even out of an honorable mention. Uh, Penny Lane, uh, which is Kate Hudson's character in Almost Famous. Uh, uh, who am I gonna Who am I gonna choose? Who am I gonna choose? Who am I gonna choose? All right, I'm gonna go Andy Stitzer, Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, Steve okay. Carell's character. All right, it's moment of truth here. All right, I gotta have a, someone comedic in my top five, so I'm gonna go Ron Burgundy. Like it. In my top like five. Like it a lot. Will Ferrell. No explanation needed. Can I combine Han Solo and Indiana Jones? I Why mean, not? Like, Why not? The just... same, basically the same. Come on, guys. So I'm going to combine them. I, I'm I'm breaking the rules. So I got Ron Burgundy, Han Solo, slash Indiana Jones. I'm going to go Hans Landa, believe it or not. Um, mm. Glorious Bastards. Uh, Christoph Waltz character. Yeah. Awesome. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Um, and then, oh, I only got two, two left. I'm going to have to go, uh, I'm going to have to go, uh, so I'm going to mention one more honorable mention because I'm leaving him out. Travis Bickle, taxi driver, mm-hmm. uh, Robert De Niro. I'm going to leave him out only because I'm going to put Vito Corleone no. ahead of him because he was played by Robert De Niro and also, uh, Marlon Brando. So... You get you get two uh, uh, one character you know with two amazing actors and then gotta go Darth Vader. Darth yeah. Vader is in my top five and my microphone is totally just Ooh. Ooh. wow. Fell that happened me. in slow motion. Wow, this is happening, folks. Yep. This is that what you're recording, happened, folks. When you're yes, recording, uh, just stuff happens like that. Yeah, it, it happens. So I feel like I'm on a talk show now. He's little... holding the microphone in his hand. Like <laughs> we're on a talk show. It was a it was a little treat for you folks at home to give you a little visual because you can't see what's going on, but hey, you can hear it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 my top five. So I'm. Uh, I do you know what, man? I I I, I could easily trade your top five for yeah. my top five, and I, I all your honorable mentions. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, it just sucks. It, I can't. It's hard to think. Yeah, because I didn't even think about Forrest Gump. He, he's obviously an honorable mention, at least oh, for me. It's it's so many. But all your, I mean, all your characters were what have made my list. I mean, it's like I said, th- that's one of those ones where you're just like God. And I literally just was like, go with the top top ten that go to come to your head right away. Yeah. And because if I sat there and thought about it, it was going to be yeah, exactly. Not a good night. I mean, like I mean, Joker, Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, which would I would put ahead of Jack Nicholson, but you got to put Jack Nicholson Absolutely. in this category as well. I um, guess I could combined just said the Joker in general, yeah. but um, yeah, that's true. But uh, again, this like Brandon said, it's definitely not an uh, accurate top five of mine. It's just what I decided to go with today. Uh, tomorrow, I could change my mind. That's that's what's great about film. It's subjective. It's what what you're feeling right right then and there. Uh, in the moment, how uh, how how you feel about it, but uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of give you guys a little little glimpse of of us a little more, get you get get to know us a little more. Um, go ahead. No, I was going to say one other thing before we hit this cutting room floor real quick. Um, yes, we haven't responded to some of your emails. I know we we always make it a goal to respond back and at least try answering one question a month or. 
One thing a month, so we apologize for that. It's probably been yeah, a couple yeah. months since I we know. actually responded to an email uh, on our podcast, so we apologize about that. Also, if you want to be part of the top five list, you know, shoot us an email. Um, maybe we can go off your top fives if you, if you have a suggestion. You send yeah. us a list of your top five. We'll give you our top five. We'll give you the mention, the shout out on on the podcast. Absolutely. Um, where can they reach us out for this? Yep. Yeah. Email us at bbentertainmentcast at gmail dot com. You can tweet us at blockbustercast. Um, my personal email is at bcord. Brandon's is at uh, big papa bbcast. Um. Yeah. Let us know. Uh. And any questions you guys have that you want us to talk about on the show, topics. Uh. Um. Yeah. Let us know. Um. But yeah, I, lo- I love doing top fives. That that is definitely. My, I, I, just, love- I hate it just for the fact. Not that <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it, but I hate it because I can never. I know. It's I don't. I feel like I'm leaving something out or not. Right. Or forgetting somebody or. It's so hard to decipher. It's hard. It's hard. But. Uh, we're gonna do it one of these times where we that's our top five we we have to stick to it you know we have to pick an actual top five next time okay that's the rule you have to pick a top five we better pick a, a lot narrow this subject <laughs> is so huge i know. We gotta make it something that's more yeah where you can actually narrow it down exactly but hey that's the that's the awesome thing about movies yeah one day you could feel one thing about one character. The next you could feel totally different. But uh, all right. So, I mean, that's pretty much our show. Brandon's going to go over some quick news stories in our cutting room floor segment. Uh, he's just going to quickly go over uh, what, uh, what else happened this week in the world of movies. What do we got, Brandon? Well, Alan Rich and Richinson, who uh, voiced one of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe being cast. He's a fan favorite for, Shaz- for Shazam. Okay. Maybe being casted. He threw his name out on Twitter that he was... Already Ooh. being looked at, so that's huge. Big. Big fan favorite. Everybody likes him. Newcomer, uh, Kaylee Spaney. Um, not famous at all. Actually, he's only been in two indie movies. Being casted as one of the lead for Pacific Rim. Kind of surprising. Yeah, No name actress. Have you seen her before? I have not. She's cute. She's yeah. cute. Yeah. That is what it is. Eddie Murphy, on whether he ever wants to play a superhero. Pretty much the answer is no. <laughs> Uh, he said he wouldn't mind playing like a side character or Ooh. like a supportive role, but no. who asked him that? <laughs> Actually, uh, he was promoting his upcoming movie, so he was asked while he was promoting the movie. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing: Mar- uh, comic movies are actually the number one thing to do right now. So, yeah, it's true. Uh, it's a trend. Everybody in Hollywood's doing it. But yeah. Eddie Murphy. Doesn't want a part of it. <laughs> Believe it or not, he was actually supposed to play a Robin when he was younger. Really? That many, yep. Interesting. And um, he was actually looked at for playing the Riddle- Riddler before. Oh. So, yes, he's had his name thrown out there before. Uh, Chadwick uh, Boseman, who plays Black Panther, yep. confirmed that there is other Black Panthers in the comics. We all know Black Panther is a mantle passed on from generation to generation. He confirms that's the case. Okay. And... Uh, we might see some more Black Panthers in upcoming movies. Pretty much to tie along with your Star Wars story, Disney uh, also brought out Marvel. Uh, they just sat down and talked to them. They have plans beyond 2020. Um, that's been confirmed. We should have figured that's cash cow. Yeah, absolutely. Jurassic World. $260 million budget, perhaps. Holy moly. Uh, the, the sequel? The sequel. Yeah. I mean, the highest grossing movie ever, $387 million. That was Pirates of the Caribbean. Second highest grossing, Pirates of the Caribbean, highest, $300 highest, million. Highest budget? Budget, yes. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, Age of Ultron, 20, $279 million. And John Carter, which bombed yeah. $263 million. So, Jeez. Uh, update on that, though, is there is not a set budget like everybody says there is. But okay. 
won't be surprised. Yeah. Um, another source came out today. Solo Batman movie will take place in Arkham. Oh, but it will not be featured. The whole entire movie will not be featured that's in all Arkham. Right. But hey, that's, that's going to be awesome. A lot yeah. of villains. Brian Creston, you know, everybody wanted him to play Lex Luthor. He pretty much said he was approached to play Commissioner Gordon. Ooh. But as I, you. I can't complain with J.K. Simmons. No, I can't complain either. Um, but hey, this ties right into this. He is voicing Zordon in Power Rangers. Yeah. And today, a big announcement. Uh oh. Bill Hader is going to be playing Alpha 5. Ay, 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 ay. Which was the robot sidekick. So Bill Hader ah. is now officially casted. So, I mean, just his voice, I assume? Unless they're going to CGI him. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I'm pretty sure it's just going to be his voice. Oh, cool. And we've talked about this numerous times. We had a discussion with our uh, buddy Vinny about this. Tom Cruise finally closes the deal. Uh, Mission Impossible will start filming in uh, spring 2017. Right. So that is nice. the top stories real quick. Sweet. And then speaking of Jim Gordon, did you see the picture that came out of him this oh, week? Absolutely. Yeah. Looked amazing. Oh, Cannot wait. Cool. Next to the bat signal. Check that out if you haven't seen that. It's on our Twitter at BlockbusterCast. Uh, and then also, did you see the images for Power Rangers that came out yesterday? Uh, yeah. Absolutely. What Get do your you, boy hype kid. Yeah. No, you don't have to ask me on that, dude. I already know okay, what time it is. Just making sure. Just making sure. All right. So, yeah, that's pretty much all our, that is all our news stories for today. Uh, again, always like talking about this stuff with you, my man. Um, we're going to... I don't know what I was going to say. I like talking about this stuff with you. Yeah, I like talking about this stuff with you, too. Do you Aww. just want to... Do you want to stare in each other's eyes right um, now? This and... is kind of awkward because okay. I am holding a Diet Dr. Pepper and we're talking. <laughs> All right, so... Let's talk about what comes out this week, this weekend. I uh, got two two pretty big big movies coming out this weekend. We have Storks, the animated film from Warner Brothers, and The Magnificent Seven from Sony in Columbia. Uh, I'm going to go with my predictions first this week. Is that okay? Hmm. Not too bad. It's, hmm. uh, it's happening. So... How do I think the box office is going to fall top five this week, Brandon? Well, you see, Brandon, uh, I think it's just going to it's just going to you know drop down two spots each each movie is Brandon. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Storks at number one animated movie. It's uh, uh, been the first animated movie since Kubo and to- Two Strings came out in uh, five weeks ago. I'm going with Storks number one. I'm going with uh, Magnificent Seven number two. And then, like I said, just following down the list, I'm going with uh, Sully, number three. Blair Witch, number four. Oh, maybe I'm not going down the list. Uh, it's either Bridget Jones or Snowden. Uh, ooh, I'm going to go with Bridget Jones at number five. So what I got. What's, uh, okay. where do you, what's, your, what's your top five? Uh... What the heck is the Snorks? Is that like that old that cartoon show? Like swim along with the Snorks. That Storks. Storks. Oh nope, that's not get number one in my book. Then uh, I'll go Magnificent Seven. Okay. Storks two. Turn that list over this way. I'm I sorry, I don't I, have my. I won't even. Uh, I won't even tell you the actors that are voicing Storks. Blair. Blair Witch. Uh, so so you so have Magnificent, Magnificent Seven. Magnificent Storks. I'll keep Blair Witch. I'll keep it the same. Same every everything down. So everything just gets pushed down two spots. Okay, so they're exactly the same. So Magnificent Seven, Storks. So and same. Then, yeah, same list as mine, except 
your number one is Magnificent Seven. My number one is Storks. Yes. Okay. All right. Works for me. All right. So that is our predictions. I'm going to try to check out Magnificent Seven this week, uh, this weekend. Uh, had passes to it, but uh, we're busy guys. You know, wish we could wish we could see every screening. I feel like I need to see more movies. I do a movie podcast, and I've been—I have so much catching up to do in my movies. But do you? Well, here's the thing: you'll never catch up. In movies. <laughs> I know between movies and stuff on Netflix, and yeah, yeah it's never gonna be. It, it's tough, but yeah, I'm gonna try to see most of the movies that uh, big name movies that came out this year. That way, we can give you guys an accurate uh, top ten list at the end of the year. And uh, man, I can't believe we're our next show is our thirtieth. Can you believe that? 30th. That's crazy. That is crazy. We're going to have to uh, yeah, do something. I know. Do we'll so- have some kind of special treat for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll figure it out, though. Yes, we will. Maybe we'll give away something. Maybe Ooh, we won't. Maybe we'll, hey. we'll find out. Yep, you guys will find out. Uh, that's for sure. Brandon always, uh, he, these last like few weeks, he's been just coming up with things right on the show here. I've news to me, but I like it because we've we follow through with it when he does that. So yeah. So all right. Any last thoughts for the people here, Brandon? No. As always, thank you for making our job. I wouldn't even call it a job. This is fun. Yeah. This is. Uh, thank a you lot for of fun. making yeah. all this uh, fun it, for us, and it, we enjoy answering your questions, all that stuff, and we enjoy talking movies. Yes, sir. I can't wait to talk some more movies next week and uh, maybe even give you guys some reviews eventually. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) we got to do that. I know. But uh, all right, guys, that's our show. We'll be back next week for our 30th episode. So be sure to uh, tune in uh, to see what, uh, what we have in store for you. So that is our show. For Brandon H., I'm Ben Secord. Grab your popcorn, grab your snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movies.